everyone. Welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Hello, all of our Bulletproof Hygiene listeners. Welcome back to another week. We are super excited to have you. And here we are on the precipice of another new year, a clean slate, a blank sheet of paper, if you will. And the good news is that if you are listening to this, you survived 2021, which I'm sure has been really interesting and challenging for all of us in our own unique ways. So give yourself a pat on the back. Celebrate with your favorite beverage and pamper yourself with your favorite relaxation me time because you made it and you deserve it. And, you know, as we roll into the new year, we can take on a myriad of mindsets and I'll be super honest and transparent. I caught myself thinking the other day for us in our practice, you know, we're really mindful of our numbers and keeping track of that and and talking about that and looking at that all the time. And so we're kind of rallying for the end of the year and we're looking at it and we're, you know, we could do this, we can do this. And it's, you know, kind of the hustle at the end. And um, I caught myself thinking, you know, we're, we're almost done with this and it's like, Oh, and then we're going to start all over again. <laughs> um, so I, I say that only to say that I know how automatic and easy it is to kind of settle into the negative mindset to begin with. So I want to start with that, just talking about the mindsets that we're coming from. So we can definitely choose the fixed or unhealthy mindset of, you know, uh, here we go again, same stuff, different year. For 2022, what nonsense will you be bringing after the last two years? Like they've been crazy enough. What's going to happen this year? Or, (laughs) (laughs) yep. Or just the, oh, can we just skip this one? So if you find yourself there, then I want to challenge you to maybe turn that into more of a growth mindset. And this is obviously a choice we get to make. So, you know, a a growth mindset would be, I see you 2022 and I'm going to do everything I can to make you my best year yet. Or last year was a lot. This year will likely be a lot too, but I'm going to be really intentional about making it as great as possible. There's the whole new year, 365 new opportunities mindset, and there's the new year, new me. And honestly, whatever direction you're thinking, the point is you get to choose. You get to choose your own adventure. Regardless of how 2020 shakes out or what it brings your way, you are the only one who gets to determine how you will respond, what you will initiate and take ownership of, and how you want to show up. So you know that Brittany and I are big believers in intentionality and planning the direction you want to go. And Buddha has a really great quote that we believe holds a lot of truth. It's what you think you become what you feel you attract and what you imagine you create. So as we roll up into 2022, we want to talk about winning it, crushing it, making it our best year yet. 
we get one trot around this globe and we can be along for the ride and let it happen to us, or we can take the reins and make it happen for us. So before we can get to the planning part, we've got to determine what winning actually looks like. Where is the finish line? What equals success? What mile markers tell us we're on course and how do we know when we've arrived? I rely on Google Maps a lot these days and being able to look at the map and see how close I am to my destination or if I veered off course is so helpful in keeping me focused and motivated in getting to my desired location. And that's what we're talking about today. What are what does that roadmap look like for you in 2022? So as we look ahead and determine where the finish line is and what those wins look like from a hygiene perspective, we've got to embrace what we call the triple win concept. Meaning, as we, the hygienists, are winning, our patients are winning, and the practice is winning. To truly be a win, all three aspects must be balanced and in harmony. If we're killing ourselves to bring in a win to the practice, but leave every day feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and resentful, that's not a win for us. Mm -hmm. If we're so self-focused that we take too much time off or neglect our daily accountabilities within the practice, then the patients and the practice don't win. And obviously, if we're not stepping up to the plate and giving our patients the caliber of care they deserve, nobody wins. So it's really important that it's very balanced. So today we're zeroing in on setting some finish line goals for your year in the direction of the triple win, looking at each segment and knowing where you're headed and what a win will look like. And as we do this, it's really important to get really grounded in your why. And I say this from personal experience because I know for myself that in setting goals, It's easy to let the fears and doubts seep in and sabotage your desired outcomes before you even set them. It's that inner automatic dialogue, that negative self-talk that says things like, oh, no, that's too big. You can't do that. Or, ooh, that's going to be really hard. Are you sure you want to commit to that? Or what if you fall? Or what if you fail and look really stupid? I really love the quote, and I'm not sure who said it, but um, it says, what if I fail? Oh, darling, but what if you fly? And I just, I uh, have that in one of my um, office walls because I just think that's really something to think about because failure definitely tries to loom over us and demotivate us and keep us from being our best selves. If we can set our goals from our why and in the direction of who we really want to be and don't let our fears get in the way, that's where we will find true growth, peace, and fulfillment. And Layla Delia is known for the quote, she remembered who she was and the game changed. I love that quote because we are a lot of things. So before you set your finish lines for this new year, stop and take some time to remember who you are and set your intentions from that place. And that looks different for everyone. I know for me, I just... I took some time yesterday to just kind of sit down and think about, okay, who I am as I'm thinking through what, what goals I want to set. Like for me, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a Christ follower. I'm a leader, an example, a guide, a hygienist, a teammate, a coach, a friend, an encourager, a follower, a confidant, a nurturer, a creator, a teacher, a giver, a caregiver, a student, and so much more. 
And when I step back and look at all that I am and am capable of, it brings me back to the place of realizing how much I am and what I can do and have done. And it brings me to the place of gratitude, determination, and capability. And I feel more free of those fears and doubts as I look toward the future. It's the I am a lot and I can do a lot mentality. So I think before you really start to put on paper what this year, what you want it to look like for you and, you know, what those goalposts are going to be, I think first take a look at who you are and what you have done and where you have come to so that those fears don't get in the way as you're trying to, to set things up. So being grounded in who we are and why we do what we do. Let's focus on setting up some markers for winning 2022 in the direction of the triple win. So this is looking at what does your what does winning look like for you this year in all of your roles? So obviously, Brittany and I say this all the time, like you can't give out of deficit. So in order to provide care and support to those around us, whether that be family, patients, friends, our community, We've got to function out of health and wellness ourselves, and that means physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So what are your physical goals for this year? Are you as healthy as you want to be, and what would it take to get there if not? And, you know, Brittany and I have talked in the past about setting SMART goals. When you set goals, you know, you want to be really specific with them. Um, because a goal without a plan is just a wish. And if there's nothing to track and measure up to, how do you know you won? How do you know you got to where you wanted to be? So just some things to think through on our own personal, like physical health and wellness so that we aren't giving out of deficit so that we are healthy. Here's just some ideas of some, some goals that you could set and think directions you can think on as you think through this. So I'm going to hydrate more. This is something me personally, I'm really not great at. I'm sure a lot of hygienists can relate to that as we are so busy all day long, nonstop with our patients and turning over our operatories and running sterilization and all the things I really struggle to drink the water. Um, So instead of just saying, yeah, I'm going to hydrate more, you write out, I'm going to drink so many ounces of water per day, make it specific, make it something you can track. In, um, instead of saying, I'm going to exercise regularly, make it specific. I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, or I'm going to walk the neighborhood four times a week, whatever, whatever that's going to look like for you. I'm going to lose weight. Be specific. I'm going to cut my desserts to twice a month, or I'm not going to exceed so many calories per day, or I'm going to eat whole foods as 80% of my diet, something trackable. I'm going to reduce stress. I'm going to set up 20 minutes. I'm going to get up 20 minutes early and meditate three times a week, or I'm going to get a massage two times a month, or I'm going to finally schedule and start going to see that counselor. Um, I'm going to build better relationships in my life. If that's something that needs some work. So something like we're going to do date night twice a month, or we're going to eat dinner as a family at the table together four times a week with no phones. Or we're going to have family game night twice a month. Again, whatever you want that to be. Um, I'm going to eliminate my bad habits. Make it specific. If you're a smoker and you, you're ready to quit, like I'm going to quit smoking by and give yourself a date. 
or I'm going to go to bed on work nights at a specific time, or I will limit my weekly screen time to whatever that's going to be. You can do, I'm going to stretch myself and grow. Personal development's super important, but make it specific. I'm going to read X number of books this year or a month, or I'm going to attend that course that I've wanted to attend, or I'm going to write that book, paint that painting, learn that skill, make that connection by when date. There can be, I'm going to level up my hygiene practice this year. I'm going to learn that iTero. I'm going to master that iTero by when. Give it a date. I'm going to go to the Bulletproof Hygiene Summit this year. (laughs) I'm going to have an uncomfortable conversation with my doctor or admin about blank and bring ideas and solutions for how to improve the issue by when. Or I'm going to increase or reduce my clinical hours to meet my own personal, financial, and self-care goals. Or I'm going to ask for a raise of blank and show how I can bring in blank. Make it so specific. So many, there are so many options in the realm of self-care. And obviously it's going to look different for every single one of us, which is actually, I think, really cool. Brittany, do you have anything to chime in on the self-care aspect? Yeah, I do. I think that with all of these things that we're listing, any of the goals, it's like, just like we've talked about so many times, but I think it's easy to look, you know, lose sight of. Like for me, what I'm thinking as you're saying these things is what do I want 2022 to look like for me? And then I started thinking in order for me to figure that out, I need to reflect back on this year and probably the year before, which is generally, that's what happens around December every year for me. So we have, um, not just in regards to work, but this is kind of what prompts that process for me is knowing that we're, we're about to have to create new goals, or I'm sorry, we're about to get to create new goals for the following year, for the upcoming year. And in order to do that, we've got to figure out what we did this year, how we did it, what worked well, what didn't go so well, what, what parts of the goals that we set for the current year did we achieve? Didn't we achieve? Maybe needs to roll over, maybe needs to be, you know, thrown away and we forget about that goal and it's not valuable to us. Um, but a lot of reflection needs to happen in order to see kind of like how we want to move forward, because just because it was a goal, maybe it wasn't a very well explored goal, meaning maybe it's a goal that doesn't align with your vision or your values when you actually stop to think about it. And maybe it shouldn't be a goal for next year, or maybe it should, maybe, you know, we didn't quite get to it. Maybe things, Um, arose that we weren't anticipating and we spent time doing that instead you know but there's a lot to reflect upon to see kind of like okay how were we successful how why and in what were we successful are those our strengths did we put specific effort and energy into achieving those things kind of thing so I'm just thinking about like what that reflection process is going to look like for me for the coming year like it does every year Um, but also when you're saying the things like I'm going to lose weight I'm going to um, you know, uh, only consume this many calories per day. Like I love those. are So these are goals. Like they're very specific and measurable and attainable, relevant time bound. Like they're the smart version of setting goals. So they're great. And also I think it's important to remember anytime we're setting goals that we've got to understand why we're setting those goals. The why is so important because we can set all the goals that we want, but if we don't know what the foundation is for wanting to achieve those goals. If it doesn't align with what we actually value and where we actually want our life to go in a deep sense, like 
what's my purpose? What's my mission? Like, what do I want my life to look like? Then we're going to continuously be frustrated because we're not, we're not going to like reach those goals. You know what I mean? And we're going to wonder why, and it's going to be this like constant, like struggle and cycle of frustration. So I think those two things come to mind for me whenever we're talking about these things. And and all of these things are good, by the way. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting any of these goals. I think they're all great, depending on where you want to go with your life. It's just a matter of making sure that you understand yourself, that I understand myself, you know, when I'm thinking of where do I want to go? What is my vision? What do I believe my life's mission is? And and are these small goals going to align with that? And if so, like, that's my why. Now, now I know why I'm putting the time and energy into these things along the way, because we, we all know that as we're setting these goals for the new year, there are going to be unanticipated roadblocks that come in our way, right? And there's going to be the, the freaking uh, Valentine's Day lunch at work when you're trying to consume, you know, no more than 2000 calories a day. And you're like, oh, but there's like freaking cotton candy and Reese's everywhere. Like, why, you know, like that's going to happen <laughs> So with the... With the firm why, if you understand why you're doing what you're doing, it, it it's not that much of an obstacle because you understand your bigger picture and where you want to go and why you yes. value that and how yes. important that is to you. How, how keeping your commitment to any of these goals is going to impact your future. Right. You know, those are the most important things. So those are the things that I'm thinking of as you're, as you're talking. I think that these are all really great things to aspire to and, and moving on, like talking about, you know, maybe what we want to achieve during work. That's another thing. Like we're, we're about to dive into that. We'll chat about it afterwards, but why don't we go ahead from here and talk about our work possibilities? Yeah. Well, and before we do that, I just want to say, I totally agree with you. And I, yes, you have to kind of take inventory of, of what happened in the year, the prior years to know what you want to do different or what you want to continue doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what felt really good and, and seemed to click and what didn't feel good that you just are tired of and you want it to be different. So I love that point. Hey, Bulletproof Hygiene listeners, we have some big, exciting news. We are proud to announce that our 2022 summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee, June 3rd and 4th. Come join us for a weekend of growth, learning, and collaboration. We'll be taking deep dives into team culture, leadership, hygiene systems, and patient care and education that bring fulfillment, career success, and practice profitability. This course has the potential to change the trajectory of your career and help you practice at the top of your game. If you missed us in 2021, trust us, you don't want to miss this. Visit BulletproofSummit.com to get all the details and observe your spot. We can't wait to see you there. So obviously, once you've got your game plan for what winning looks like for you personally, which means you'll be showing up as your best self because your needs are being met, then it's time to think about what winning looks like this year for your patients. Mm -hmm. Because remember, this is the triple win. So it's you winning, it's your patients winning, and it's the practice winning. So again, these goals need to be measurable. So you'll know that you're crossing the finish line. And you know where that is, and that you're get get to put the medal on. So um, here are some thoughts or ideas. And again, these are all just suggestions. I mean, there are thousands more, but these are just kind of trying to help, like get the wheels turning on what we could do to better our patient care. So 
Maybe it's that I'm going to talk to my doctor or admin about having the proper amount of time to treat my patient comprehensively and get real specific for that. If you're feeling like you're drowning in patient care and you're just boom, 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 and you don't have the time to do all of the procedures, maybe this is the year that you go in and have that conversation and talk about, hey, I'm struggling. These are all of, and and go with your data. These are all the things that I'm trying to accomplish in that shrinking hour. This is the time I have. I cannot do this in a, in a productive way that's truly giving the patient the best experience. Mm-hmm. So going with the, hey, this is how much time I do think I need, or this is what I think that schedule template should look like based off that. Um, maybe it's setting a goal that you're going to offer a certain number of patients a day, particular procedures, whether that's maybe you do light source oral cancer screening or, you know, fluoride treatment or whatever that looks like, making a goal for those things. Um, Maybe it's that you're going to enroll salivary testing into the practice and have a buy-win date um, so that you you can really ensure effective treatment. And, and, you know, maybe it's that you're going to pre and post-test your patients after your periotherapy. Um, maybe it's that I will work with the admin to update our medical history to be more comprehensive by when maybe it's, I will perio chart every patient at every visit and record a full COE once a year. I know legally that is what we should be doing. I say that because I know that not every practice out there is doing that. So that if you're not doing that, that's a great place to start. Um, maybe it's, I will not compromise my patient's care by doing a bloody prophy if they have signs and symptoms of active disease. And I will track my periodontal treatment percentage to ensure I am treating the needs of our practice population. My goal is whatever percentage you want to set. And I will track it either weekly or monthly or however you want to do that. Maybe it's, I'm going to go ahead and develop some verbiage and systems to educate my patients on the systemic risks related to their specific oral conditions with a buy-win date. Um, Maybe it's, I will offer my patients blank to ensure their comfort in my chair. Maybe you haven't done a whole lot of the desensitizers or the nitrous or, you know, anything like that. And maybe this is the year you're going to enroll that to really make sure your patients are comfortable. Maybe it's, I will take photos of problem areas for patients to see for themselves to help them own their conditions. Or I will be open to and embrace the new technology, services, or products that the practice onboards this year to further patient um, to further patient health and wellness. And you know, we I think we can all relate to you know something's new. Something new is coming in. We're enrolling a new product or new technology, and there's that immediate negative thought of oh my gosh, I don't have time for that. I'm already slammed as it is. So maybe it's determining ahead of time, like hey. This year, we're going to likely bring some new things in. I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to, I'm going to determine ahead of time that I can do this. I can learn this. I can be great at it. And I'm going to go in with a great mindset. Yeah. I, whenever I think of um, like onboarding or changing processes at work, I think it's great to have like a, a short list of things. I don't think it's a good idea to try and tackle everything that you yes. want to even within a year, because yes. then yes. In my experience, like what has happened is I bite off more than I can chew. And then almost none of it gets done because I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. You almost, you almost get like paralyzed because there's, right. yeah. 
So what I've, you know, what I think works best in this regard is choosing, you know, maybe three, I would say four max big items that you want to tackle in the coming year and single task it. Like anytime I have tried to do multiple things at once, it's like, I'm half-assing all of it. And that's not my intention, obviously. It's just the outcome. You know, I'm just kind of like, it's just not well thought out. And it's just that feeling of panic and overwhelm the entire time, which isn't helpful to anyone. So um, I just think it's it's a good idea to make your list of what you want to achieve. Even if you put 10 things on the list and you are single tasking and you're working on this one until it's complete, that may take a few months. So if you don't get through all 10 things, that's great. You still won. But then you can say, yeah, but I did these four things. Right. Like, yeah. and, they're, and they're on board, they're implemented, like they have our full effort and intention. We are full speed ahead with these things because we start to finish, completed this project, onboarded it. Everyone understands it, comprehends it. They can teach another team member about it. Like it is implemented. Yes. Fully. You know what I mean? Yes. It, what sucks is like, okay, you have this list of 10 things. You, you know, you start all these 10 projects and everyone's confused and no one's doing any of it, you know, like there's no one who can teach another team member. So you want to, you just want to complete something before yes. another thing is what I found works best. Yes. That is a really great point. And, and please don't hear me saying, as I listed these off, that this is everything you should do. These are just general ideas to get you to be thinking in the direction of improving patient care and, you For know, sure. where you can I, go with that. And I think everyone, I totally get that as you're listening. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Like this isn't a comprehensive list of all the things you need to do for this year. Right. It's really good ideas. And I think that many of us can take several of them into this coming year. And just like, it, it's easy, especially if it's your first time in, in like a leadership position or your first time trying to implement or onboard something to get like a little overzealous and be like, I'm going to do all of it. <laughs> And then like fail miserably because of that. So I think just one step at a time, one thing at a time. And it's awesome what can happen. Yeah, I agree with you. And I have already uh, created my agenda for 2022 from a hygiene standpoint. And you're right. I have three things that I want to implement this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if those get done, then I'm sure I have some other things that I can I can um, get to. But you're right. I don't want to overwhelm myself. So, you know, you want to make it doable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if not, I think you get discouraged. Yeah. But, I, but mm-hmm. I will say on this front, if you have, you know, more than three or four things that really do need to happen, then the great news is you're not working solo. You have a lot of people around you. You have a whole team around you. So yeah. this is going to roll us into, you know, how to, how to win practice wise. But if there really are some, some significant things that do need to happen, then that, that needs to be a team directed agenda right. so that everybody's working together and you're not carrying it, carrying it alone. Because the reality is, yes, there are some things that we want to do or change or grow, but the reality is we are seeing patients all day long. So it's very hard sometimes to carve out that time to make these other things happen. So, yeah. So I think that it goes without saying that when we focus on quality patient care, it will automatically be a win for the practice. Mm -hmm. Exceptional patient treatment aligned with excellent education and comfortable care provided by a motivated, connected, and aligned team will equal wins all day long. So Honestly, what we just listed as far as how to how to make some goalposts for patient care are automatically going to feed into practice health. So 
we're going to shift just a little bit to some more gold posts specifically for the practice winning. Um, and again, remember, if the triple win is balanced, when the practice wins, so do you. So many of the goals we just discussed for patient care will lead directly toward practice profitability, and they definitely dovetail each other. So some examples of how to uh, plan to win for the practice this year would be, I'm going to ask my doctor or admin to share practice stats on a daily or weekly or monthly basis so we know where we are and what we need to do. I bring this up because I have done some interviews with hygienists in the past and just kind of asked about, you know, kind of where they've, where they've been and what they've produced and what their perio percentages look like. And I've had several who just kind of don't know those numbers. That's not something that the the practice was sharing or that they were actively discussing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what you track is what grows. So if that's something that you as a practice aren't really looking at collectively, it might be time to ask to, to go to your doc or your admin, whoever, you know, runs that, that part of the practice and say, Hey, can we start collectively looking at it at a t- as a team, as far as what our goals are and what we're actually doing on a weekly. I mean, I know for us, we do it on a daily basis. In our morning huddle, we always look over what we did yesterday, what we've got scheduled for today and what tomorrow looks like. And then we have, you know, tally for the, what, the, where we're at on the month and the year as well. So if that's not something that's happening, ask, ask for that. Um, it could be, I'm going to increase my production and collections by whatever numerical amount you want to set for this year. And I'm going to, or I'm going to specifically pre-block my schedule to see a certain number of patients today. Maybe it's uh, two new patients a day and four recares or perio maintenance a day. Um, I will track my um, productions and collections daily, weekly, or monthly, and I'm going to break it down into bite-sized pieces. So if you're one of those hygienists who, you know, you guys, your practice isn't really paying attention to numbers a whole lot, and you leave every day and, you know, you know, you know how many patients you saw and you know the care that you gave, but you don't really know what that looks like num- numerically, this may be the year that you want to start tracking that and paying attention to that. And, and as you set the goal again, you know, as Brittany said, you've got to reflect back to where you were, look at where you were last year, see what that looked like and, and, and challenge yourself, you know, up a little bit and then break that number, that annual number down into bite-sized pieces. What, what will that look like monthly? What will that look like weekly? What will that look like daily? So that you're not completely overwhelmed by the, the big total number. Um, Maybe it's I'm going to focus on building that broken or hard relationship with my fellow team member so the patient receives the best care and the practice is functioning at the highest level possible. We've said this before, patients can feel tension and stress. Mm -hmm. So if you've got some some relationships within your team that need some, some love and some TLC, this might be a really great goal to set because this is actually going to build your practice profitability more than you know. So maybe it's something simple like I will go out of my way to be kind and helpful to that person. I'll ask them how they need support daily, or I'll bring a a small gift. I'll I'll write them a handwritten note of appreciation, or I'll give them public kudos at morning huddle or team or, or via team email. So thinking about how to build those relationships and make them stronger, because we are only as strong as the team is together. 
Um, maybe it's I'm going to create protocols for optimal team function. So um, maybe it's setting up some hygiene team treatment protocols so that everybody knows like, hey, if we're seeing this, then we're going to treat with that. And we're all on the same page. And we all know that. Maybe it's um, making sure that your standard operating procedure is established and up to date. Um, you know, maybe it's I'm going to onboard new technologies, products, protocols to ensure patient care and bring opportunities for growth. Maybe it's I'm going to restructure my appointment flow to ensure that I'm offering all things to each patient and working as effectively as possible. You know, it's the whole smarter, not harder principle. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's I'm going to ask for team meetings on a very specific basis, like weekly or monthly or quarterly to facilitate better communication. Maybe it's I'm going to reorganize our supply closet, our ordering system, our operatory storage to be more efficient and fiscally responsible. Maybe it's I'm going to keep a journal of one thing I'm grateful for every day or every week about my practice or what I was able to achieve within the practice. Mm -hmm. So again, these are all just some, some basic ideas of how to think forward on really building the practice and making it healthier. And I know a lot of times we can get overwhelmed because I bet if you ask every single person in your practice, they can give you a list of some problem issues, right? We, we know where the problems are, but we don't always get intentional about really addressing them. And sometimes if we're not in a big time leadership role, we might even think, well, that's broken, but it's not my job to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think this rolling into 2022, again, taking stock, if 20 and 21 weren't the most comfortable for you in your practice, you know, if if the relationships were hard or the systems aren't working or whatever that is, instead of just going into another year and being frustrated and thinking, here we go, another year, same stuff. Like this is the time to think, hey, what is broken? What is really bothering me? What doesn't feel right? What doesn't feel aligned with who I am and how I want to practice or who we even want to be as a practice and speak up. And this is the time to really think that through and go to your team and say, Hey guys, and, and I've done this before with our team. We were having some communication issues and we had a morning huddle. And I said, Hey, you guys, it's felt really uncomfortable to me lately. And I don't like that. I spend more time here than I do anywhere else. I want to come and have a blast doing what we do. And I know we're capable of that. I feel like we've slipped a little bit on our communication. Let's, let's, let's talk about what we need to do to get ourselves in a better place, because it seems like nobody's having fun and nobody really wants to be here. Let's figure out what we need to do to make it fun again. So I think be the catalyst for that change you want to see. I want to say too, like, sometimes in my brain, I'm like, oh gosh, if all these things are going wrong, that means I'm in the wrong place. But no matter where you are, which practice you're with, like, there's always going to be something that could be better. And there's always going to be things that are hard. And the most important thing to keep in mind is that, you know, when you look at the practice's vision and your own personal vision, do those align? And are you heading in the same direction? And if the answer is yes, then it's really worth working on these things and not just jumping ship and saying, oh, this isn't the practice for me. And then doing that over and over and over again, because I think human tendency is like, this is going to be hard. So I'm just going to go somewhere else. But like, you don't realize if you have these problems here, or I have these problems here, like probably I'm at least part of the problem. Like I'm probably the common denominator. If I really look at the situation to some extent, to some extent, not in all situations, not involving everything, 
but to some extent. So like, do you want these problems or those problems? Do you want these problems here or in that office? Like where you have to start all over and, you know, start from scratch when you could have just dealt with the problems that are right in front of you kind of thing. Um, so just because, you know, things aren't coming easily and naturally and without speed bumps doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. It's the first thing I want to say. And then the second thing is like, if things have been going not well for a long time, ask yourself, what have you done personally to make anything better? And if the answer is like, not very much, that's totally okay. Like, it's good to realize that and say like, I can't handle all these problems, but I'm willing to handle one or two and ask my team to, to do one or two, you know, each person as well, like, and try and head in the same direction, you know, because then it's like progress, actually, you know, action is like, it fixes the feeling of, helplessness and frustration. Like action is the solution when you feel stuck somewhere, yeah. you know, just doing something, figuring out what needs to be done and doing something. So even if you don't achieve all the things, taking action and achieving the one thing will give you, um, it'll, it'll make you feel good. Like it just feels good. You feel a sense of accomplishment. You feel a sense of like empowerment. You feel a sense of like, okay, I'm in the right place, achieving the right thing. And this is my purpose. And like, you've taken a step in the right direction and it, and it just feels good. Right. You know, so like, I think don't get overwhelmed by all the things, but like take on one or two, if you're in the right practice where your vision is aligned and you're ethically aligned and you want the same things for patients, like that's the most important thing. And then you can work out all the details and the details will be a continuing conversation. This right. will not be a one and done conversation, which right. is what everyone wants and everyone right. thinks it's going to be like, right. oh, well, we had this conversation at the beginning of the year. So why do we have to talk about goals again? Right. Like, because you're, you're going to forget, like you're a human and that person's a human. And you remember like 20% of what you said at the beginning of the year. So yes, you have to recap right? right. <laughs> and remind other right. people of what you talked about. Yeah. That's or funny. you're going to realize that that wasn't a realistic goal. And that's part of this. Right. Like sometimes you set goals and, and setting goals is a must because again, you're going to go the direction you're looking. So set the goal for the direction you want to go, but it's okay to kind of revisit that. And I encourage that as you go through the year, like, Hey, how am I, how am I on track with this? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes you set a goal that's too small and you far surpass it. And you're like, wait, okay, let's be real. What do I really want to do here? Or sometimes you set one that's too big and you find, Oh my gosh, this is, this is daunting. And instead of like getting to that paralysis point where you're like, Oh, I, I just can't even do this. I'm done. Like, don't let that happen. Just step back and take a breath. It's okay to say, yeah, I, this was bigger than I bit off more than I could chew. Like how, how can I make this work for me? And I think what you're saying too, Brittany is important. Like, you know, don't just jump ship, but at the same time, I think there's people out there listening. Maybe you're not thinking about jumping ship, but you're just going to go ho-hum, continue to do what you've always done Mm -hmm. and just do your thing and leave. And that's not a great place to be either because there's not a lot of fulfillment in that. If you're just going and doing the same thing every day and, and, you know, Honestly, your patients aren't getting the best of you when that's happening either. So this really is the time to kind of think through, like, this is your life, yours and nobody else's. What do you want it to look like? Mm -hmm. And I think as we do all of this, it's really, really important to remove any shame or blame um, that you put on yourself, because I think we are all our own worst critics And I think a lot of us as hygienists are those very A-type, you know, goal-oriented, really want to do it all right kind of people. And when we do fail, um, you know, sometimes that really diminishes us and makes us just go, oh, I'm not enough. I can't do that. And failure, honestly, is a beautiful thing. We learn more from failure than we do from success. 
And failure means you are actually trying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, you're not, if you're not failing at anything, you might want to ask yourself if you're challenged, you're challenging yourself at all. Right. And, and are you really enjoying what you're doing? Because failure is really what grows us. And I want, I want to add, I just thought of something while you were saying that too, is if, if we go to work and we're doing the ho-hum thing and we're just going along and we're complaining, but not doing anything to make something better, then we're constantly going to feel fr- that sense of frustration and disempowerment. And I think that sometimes we feel like this isn't my job to fix or this isn't my responsibility. And it may be the case that like, it's not in your job description, but how much easier would your life be if you put some effort toward making something better instead of putting that energy and effort and just complaining about the problem? Yeah. You know, just, I just, I just can think of like the, the mindset of that, like, oh, this is wrong. Oh, this is broken. Like the person who's constantly saying, oh, look at this broken thing. Look at this broken thing. Okay. Well, are you fixing it? Like, are you just going to keep like talking? Cause you're, you're taking time and energy to complain about it. You might as well put that time and energy into making it better if it really bothers you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is my final thought. <laughs> 100%. I love your final thought. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say cheers to 2022. We got this everybody. Cheers. <laughs> um, you know, if you have some thoughts that you want to share, if you have some, some goals that you're setting that you want to share, or you just have questions, like we love community and we want to be in community with you. So if that's the case, hop on our uh, Mighty Network app. It's Bulletproof Hygiene. Just download Mighty Network from your app store for free and look up Bulletproof Hygiene. Mm-hmm. Come join us there. Let's chat. Let's talk. Let's talk about goals. Let's share ideas. Let's motivate each other. Um, come see us in person. We are going to be in Nashville, Tennessee at our summit in June, June, June 3rd and 4th of 2022. Um, let's do it in person. That's much more fun. Yeah, speaking um, of goals, um, I think you should put that on your list. Our, our bias and, and us think that you did, should put it on your did list. Did you like how I included that in, <laughs> yes. your, in your professional development goals? Come join us. Hang out with us. You'll grow. Um, and then lastly, I just want to say that we are super, super, super appreciative for all of you followers and listeners um, and everyone on our Mighty Network. It's You guys mean a lot to us. This is why we do what we do. Um, we love you guys and we would love it if you would share your love of us um, at welovebp.com. So that's actually a little website set up to just do a quick little video testimonial of how we might have impacted your practice or your practice of hygiene and patient care or just your life in general. So if you um, are willing to do that, we would love it and we would really appreciate it. I hope everybody has a wonderful, I'm not going to say week, I'm going to say year Mm -hmm. um, as you think forward and we will catch you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.